This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunner Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for tuning in and making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I uh, hope you had a good week. You've made it to Friday. Good news. I know I need it. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's been a very, very challenging week indeed. Uh, stuff going on, feeling a bit burnt out. Um, lots of kind of things going on in the background as well um and it's made for kind of a very challenging week uh but we've made it to the end we've made it to friday and uh yeah i'm hoping that uh, a very positive result tomorrow against bournemouth in the premier league is going to be just what the doctor ordered uh we will be hearing from Mikel arteta a little bit later on this morning and hearing from him ahead of that game to get some tea news uh, it's going to mean that this show is going to be slightly shortened as well because we'll be doing that press conference blog, which you can follow on the football.london website at around half past this hour. Um, but thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Really do appreciate your time. Drop a like, subscribe, all of that lovely stuff. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into today's stories. Um, do go back yesterday if you've not given it a watch already and watch our Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast. I was joined by Sophie and the doc to talk more about our Carabao Cup victory. And we continue the debate around Ivan Tony and whether or not he's the right striker for Arsenal. So if you've got any thoughts on either of those two topics, certainly go back and give that a listen. I would encourage you to do so. It's the last live upload uh, on the channel. So please do go give that a watch. Uh, Arsenal launched their new women's away 23-24 kit. Uh, I can't say I'm a fan. Um, you know, when I heard about the fact that there was going to be a dedicated uh, away kit for the women's side, I got excited. So I was thinking, right, well, the men's away kit is terrible. <laughs> so uh, the yellow kit is is pretty darn awful. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, I was hoping that it was going to be um, something that I might like. I can't say I like it. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. And I really, really wanted to be. Um, but yeah, I'm personally not a fan. I know I've got a couple of friends of mine who say they absolutely love it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not my 
Uh, it's not my bag, it's probably fair to say. Neither is the yellow kit. So that's two Arsenal kits this season that sadly um, I, I won't be getting this season. I probably do prefer it to the yellow kit. That yellow kit is is horrific. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, it's not my colour. Light blue, baby blue. Is not really uh, is not really for me. The pink is fine, you know. I've 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 got pink, but it's the light blue and like the the effect on it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But I know a lot of people do like it, as opposed to the uh, the uh, the yellow kit. So if you like it, go wear it and uh, and get hold of it, and uh, I'm sure that you will. But yeah, it's not for me this one. Um, but uh, yeah, goodness me. <laughs> uh, but there is good news uh, in the women's team with Katie McCabe close to signing a brand new contract with the club, according to David Ornstein. Uh, Katie, of course, was nominated for the Ballon d'Or and uh, at 28 years of age is uh, in her prime years. And Arsenal want to be keeping hold of, uh, of her. So yes, fantastic news that Katie will be staying, uh, it seems. Uh, she's not yet signed that brand new deal, but uh, she's indeed closing in on it. So positive news uh, for Katie McCabe as well. Uh, Alex in the chat says, I hate to say it, Tom, but the yellow kit is growing on me. Hey, look, if we beat anybody of, of real note in it, it's going to change my mind as well. Um, Adrian Rabio uh, has been linked with the club. This is a transfer story coming out of, wait for it, Italy uh, in the last 24 hours. Yes, apologies that it potentially is maybe not the most reliable of places, but we have to talk about it. And uh, yes, we will see more of these things uh, accelerate as we edge closer to a yet another transfer. It feels like the last one only just closed, but a brand new transfer window is upon us in January. And that means as we get into uh, the throes of, of October, that more links are going to be uh, coming up. When we go into December, you of course get the continuation of the Arsenal transfer show on the channel but we'll still be talking about transfer news here as and when it arrives and yes according to Calcio Mercato um, there is no um, sorry there is this link at the moment to Adrian Rabio. and he's a player that's been linked with Arsenal for a very very long time indeed um, Arsenal Newcastle are said to be very interested in him uh, his contract expires at the end of this season. So maybe it's something they might look to try and take advantage of in January. He has been doing very, very well for uh, Juventus. Last season, he got eight goals and four assists in 32 Serie A games, 11 goals and six assists. That's 17 goal contributions in 48 games. He started off this season well as well. He's got an assist and two, sorry, he's got a goal and two assists in the first six games. He plays as a central midfielder. Could he be someone that adds depth and competition to the middle of the midfield maybe I think there is obviously a lot of well-documented baggage that comes alongside Adrian Rabiot that's been well documented but that was kind of towards the start of his career in his younger years he's 28 of, uh, years of age now so he is obviously a lot more um, experienced in that role in that position but I would still be pretty surprised FB ref has him down as a very very impressive player He's in the 96th percentile for non-penalty goals for players in his position. Uh, it comes out really well in terms of progressive carries, 84th percentile, touches in the attacking penalty area, 93rd percentile, uh, 84th percentile for assists. And then in defensive statistics, he comes out well too. 66 for tackles, 42 for interceptions, 60 for blocks, 82 for clearances, and 84 for aerial duels one. So he's a well-rounded central midfielder, and he comes out very well indeed in those areas. But... I do think that, again, similar to the Tony situation, when it comes to kind of an age profile of 27, 28, I'd quite like to see Arsenal go out and get like a younger profile of player that's got a higher ceiling than these guys. Um, and Arsenal have some experience in the midfield already with Jorginho, of course, and Partey too. So it depends on not if whether they're going to move on. But a central midfielder is certainly where my priority is 
um, when it comes to the, uh, the the transfers I'd like to see Arsenal take part in in January. Now, I spoke to Emil Smith-Rowe after the game against Brentford. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to show this to you. Uh, we're going to jump over to the Arsenal Way uh, YouTube channel, which, of course, is a fantastic site, which I contribute to, which you can uh, get all of your uh, your um, information, the press conferences, clips and stuff. Uh, so jumping over to the Arsenal, I'm hoping that this is going to play uh, and that you can see it as well and hear it. But let me know if you can or can't. But here we go. Last year, out, we saw Leandro Trossard obviously came in as well. Does that focus your mind about where your position might lie now? There's so much competition on that left-hand side. Um, no, not really. Um, you know, being a massive club like Arsenal, we know there's so much competition. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to be challenging, always going to be difficult to, to you know, cement your place in the team. Um, but I think it's just an extra push for me. You keep working hard, keep fighting, and you know, hard work pays off. So I just got to keep believing in myself. Yeah, so that was uh, Emil Smith-Rowe speaking after the game uh, against Brentford. Um, and you can watch the full, uh, you can watch that and more of Mikel Arteta's press conferences on the Arsenal Way. I'll leave a link down in the description um, to that video uh, that you can go and check out. So please go and give that a watch over on the Arsenal Way. Um, but it's very, it was very interesting kind of hearing from Smith-Rowe and hearing him speak after what has been an incredible amount of time, you know, away from the group and away from starting, huge, hugely far uh, away from the group and far away from starting in the team. And uh, I think it's important to consider, it's important to consider kind of the impact that has on your fitness. It's important to consider uh, the impact that has on your mentality. And I think that it has been a challenge for him mentally um, to kind of come back from uh, such a period of being really in the team and playing week in, week out in the team. Um, and also in a situation where you're then going from that to, to playing next to nothing, injury, all of the mental challenges that come with that injury as well. I'm hoping, at least, fingers crossed, that we see an improvement um, in in kind of his his confidence and and that. But uh, he certainly needs more minutes and more time. And he also spoke about the uh, the reaction to what he got in the Champions League, where the fans were absolutely amazingly brilliant. You know, um, they were fantastic at what they did and. I think that that would have given him a real boost. But you can tell, I think, that his confidence has taken a real hit from being out of the team for so long. And hopefully he can come back and be that player. But I asked him about the the, the position because I was very interested to hear what he thought because when he was out, Trossard came in um, and has taken up and created far more competition on that left-hand side. So would that have changed his view uh, on whether or not he sees himself playing more centrally like he did against Brentford? But as he said, no, he's focusing on lots of positions and that competition is very natural. Uh, Arsenal and, and that certainly is the way forwards. Uh, right. Uh, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go back into the chat box, shall we? And for the next 10 or so minutes, we're going to take on as many of these questions as we can. Uh, Alex says he definitely sounds a bit down. Uh, he's been out for so long. Hopefully, he can get a decent run of games and perform to what we know that he can. Yeah, hopefully he can um, because he's a hell of a talented player. We know that. We know how talented he is. And hopefully, when he does get into a position where he's playing more regularly and getting more minutes that confidence will start to flow. And when it does flow, we know that he's incredibly impactful for Arsenal and can create brilliant chances and score brilliant goals. So hopefully we can see that moving forwards. Um, James says, I love Smith Rowe. He's my favourite Arsenal player. Um, absolutely. Uh, Aim says, interesting how he credited Arteta for supporting him mentally. Yeah, that was a really key part. And I think Arteta's support to him is going to be really important. A lot of people have criticised Arteta for not using him or for treating him badly. I don't think he's been treated badly. I think there's an element of kind of protecting him in some senses because he's clearly been affected by the time he spent out. And you want to ease him back into things and give him minutes and chances where you can. Could he be given more minutes? Sure. I think there's an argument that he could be given more minutes, but I'm not sitting here battering the manager because he's not given him those chances because we've had some really, really important games. And you want to also shield, uh, in some ways, Smith Rowe from additional scrutiny. Um Let's go to Maximus's. Hey, Tom, since we're having so much discussion regarding Ivan Tony and there are credible sources linking him to us, would you like to do a comparison of him with uh, a level four slash five uh, high with high level four or five strikers available? Um, I, I mean, when you're available, sure. I mean, I think one of the good things to look at is kind of what we're going up against. And I think when you compare his numbers to someone like Erling Haaland, there is a significant gap. Now, it's highly likely that whoever we sign, is there's going to be a gap, you know, especially maybe a gap at the beginning until we, they develop into somebody that can kind of compete with Erling Haaland. But the problem is with a signing like Tony, of course, is that you're signing somebody that's in their prime. You're not necessarily going to see too much of a rise in their numbers overall. Even joining Arsenal, there's not necessarily guaranteed to be a rise. You know, look at Leandro Trossard. He joined Arsenal in his prime years and he's putting in a, probably a very similar output, I would say, from his time at Brighton. You know, he scored goals. He was impactful in the Premier League. And I think he's continued along that same kind of level of form. He maybe has improved slightly more individually working under Arteta, but it's not been transformatively different from what Trossard was showing at Brighton. And that's why we signed him, because he was doing really well at Brighton and he's continued at Arsenal. So it's not a guarantee that just because you're playing with better players that you yourself will be better. And so I think that's why it's much better for Arsenal going to the market and trying to identify a player that can rise to a higher level and Tony and close that gap over a period of time. And so when you look at those differences, like the the goal, the non-penalty goal and assist per 90 stats for Tony is 0.55. Haaland's is 1.2. It's more than double. So signing a player with less than half the goal contributions over the same season um, is not going to close the gap enough for us to City. And Pavel says he is still brilliant. And I'm not discrediting that point of view. He's a very good striker. I think that's maybe what people have misconstrued about my assessment of Tony, is they think this is some kind of attack on Tony. They think this is some kind of criticism of Tony. Tony is a very good forward. 
But a very good forward for me doesn't cut it. And I think we need to go for higher than that if we are. If he comes to Arsenal, I'll back the guy and hope that he proves me wrong without a shadow of a doubt and hope that he does. I wouldn't, you know, beyond anything else, I want to be wrong if he joins Arsenal. But I'm just worried that I'm not and that we would be better off trying to sign somebody else. Um, Saka says, if... Um, God, who's, who's Tibet? Uh, 80 million. I, I don't know who that is. You'd have to let me know. Uh, they might as well wait until the summer. Maybe it's Tony being uh, auto-corrected. <laughs> uh, if Tony's costing 80 million, let's assume it's Tony that's been auto-corrected. Um, if Tony costs 80 million, then we might as well wait until the summer and get an Aussie man in the summer for 100 million, the same price as we spent on Declan Rice. Uh, MM says, do we think that we can convert Tommy Asu into a centre-back and look for an attacking fullback like a Frimpong? Um, I don't think you need to convert Tommy Asu into a centre-back because I think that Tommy Asu already is a centre-back. I think he showed that against Brentford. He shows that consistently when he plays for Japan. I think he is better as a centre-half. You know, he works in smaller spaces. He has less responsibilities going forwards. And I think he can do the things that he's asked to do in that more restricted role that plays in a smaller space really, really well. So I don't think you need to convert him. I think that he already is a centre-half that plays sometimes at full-back and that is going to be very, very important. Um, M says, aside from Ozimen, who else is considered world-class and that marquee striker missing from Arteta's jigsaw puzzle? I think when people ask me this question, they say name like the, the player that you would get instead of Tony. As I've always said, I think that you need to wait until the summer I think that you need to assess the options because there are young players at the moment that are out there that are doing very, very well, that are of the 2021-22 kind of bracket, that are playing exceptionally well, that could be the players to go for in 2024 in that summer window. You've got Sesco, you've got Ferguson. Uh, as Clive points out, you've got Santiago Jimenez at Feyenoord, who's done fantastically well at the start of this season as well. Uh, there are players out there that could really be the guys uh, to take us forwards and take this club to the next level. And we've got to invest in them. I mean, he's 22 years of age. He's got 24 goals and 38 appearances for Feyenoord. He's exciting. He's technical. He's really good with the ball at his feet. Could that be the guy to take us forwards? Maybe, Clive. It could be him. But the thing is, for me, is that I'd much rather invest in the future and invest in a player that I think has got a ceiling that is far higher than Tony then go for Tony and then be, you know, kind of restricted to what I know that he can already give us, which is nowhere near the level of what we need to get to, in my opinion. Um, more than a wheelchair says, don't sleep on Trossard. He's better than Eddie and Eddie needs to go because he's poor and belongs at an Everton or a Brentford. Tony would be good, but we would have changed our style and crossed the ball a lot more. I mean, I don't think that's in Arsenal's DNA at all to be a team that just pings the ball into the box for a tall striker. Uh, I don't think that's the way forwards for Arsenal. I don't think necessarily Man City have changed their style to, to you know to deal with uh, having a Haaland who is a lot more threatening in the air. Do they cross a bit more? Maybe, but they still play and score plenty of goals with the ball on the floor. I you know wager a bet that Haaland scores more goals with the ball at his feet than he does with the ball in the air. Jesus is also still good in the air. Jesus is fantastic at winning those aerial duels. He scored headers. He's won those duels to set up chances. So I don't think we would change our style necessarily just because a striker comes in. Trossard, is he better than Eddie as a centre forward? I think he's got different characteristics than Eddie. Do I think that Eddie would score the same amount of goals as Tony has without the penalties at Brentford? Probably. I would absolutely bet. And if, if Nketiah had the same amount of minutes as Tony did at Brentford, I'd bet on him getting around 14 or so goals. 
at Brentford. I don't think that's well beyond what Enketia is capable of. I think that Eddie Enketia is more than capable of getting 14 non-penalty goals in a system at a decent team that just channels the ball towards him. You know, and that's what the, the Brentford system was all about, is getting the ball to Mbwemo and then to Tony and funneling through him to get their goals. And I would bet if that was Enketia in Tony's position, he would get a very similar amount of goals to Tony in that Brentford team. Um, and Clive agrees, as I agree on looking forward. I think we need to look to the future. We need to look to the ceiling of players and where they can go rather. Oh, you think about it. Jesus is, is 25, 26 now. He's a player that is going to be moving into his prime. And so if you were to tandem Jesus with a different style of forward, but one that's younger, one that will learn, one that's going to grow, one that's going to improve, if that's a Ferguson, if that's a Sesco, if that's a Jimenez, you know, these types of forwards, I think that might be the right way to go with the striking position. Uh, Magamba says Jesus is a bit of a havoc creator in the box, but he ain't a finishers finisher. Um, again, this whole finishing thing is kind of really lent on. The player that missed the most big chances last season was Erling Haaland. The player that missed the most big chances this season is Erling Haaland. The player that most missed the most big chances in 22-23 was Harry Kane. And these two players are two of the best quote-unquote finishers that we've ever had in the Premier League. The difference is the teams they played for have been creating a lot of big chances. So they miss more big chances. And if Arsenal can get their system into a refined form that we can create far more big chances, no one will be talking about Jesus' finishing because he will be scoring plenty of goals. If we can sort out the way in which we create and the frequency to which we create and improve that, we aren't going to be talking about Jesus' finishing and the fact that we need a better finisher coming in because if we create more, he'll score more. You think about that chance we created for him against Man United. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Think about the goals that he scored against Leicester last season. You know, that little chip from outside on the left-hand side, round the keeper and into the top right-hand corner. You think about the goals that he scored just one touch, the goal he scored against PSV the other week. You know, get him into positions. The guy can score goals. There's no doubt in my mind that Jesus is one of the best goal scorers in the Premier League and all-round centre-forwards. But we need to create more for him because, you know, if he has three chances and doesn't score from them, then we talk about his finishing. If he has six chances and scores one, maybe two, we're not talking about his finishing, you know, because big players do miss big chances. And that's why the record stands with Haaland and Kane in the last few seasons. You know, it's all about chance frequency. And that's for me, is the biggest, biggest problem because we're 12th. We're 12th in the league for big chances created. That has to be better. That has to improve. Um, Michael says, not being sarcastic, but then shouldn't we be more effective and efficient when shooting as we don't create as many chances like Man City do? No, is the answer. I mean, it's yes and no, because yes, you want us to be better at finishing, sure. But the expectations around finishing are, I think, are a bit hyperbolic. The expectations around chance creation are not. You know, Arsenal have, you know, think about the quality forwards that are in the Premier League, right? Think about how many quality forwards are in the Premier League. There's loads. You know, you go down the league and you've got some amazing forwards. Man City have got Erling Haaland and Julian Alvarez. You think about Liverpool with Salah and Nunez and Jota and Gakpo. You think about Brighton with Ferguson and now they've... I mean, Welbeck's one of the, been brilliant for Brighton so far. Manchester United have invested in Hoyland and they've got Marcus Rashford. You know, two players, again, are known for scoring goals. 
you go down the league further and you look at some of the other teams like Aston Villa and they've got Ollie Watkins. We talk about Brentford with Tony. Uh, we talk about even Chelsea have invested a hell of a lot of money in strikers. It's not going too well. And they've missed massive amounts of big chances. Huge. And the data that they've got there is suggesting they should be doing better. Uh, Spurs, Hyun-Min Son, James Madison, Kulisewski, of course, as well there. Um, and Newcastle United now have got some brilliant forwards in, in Wilson and, and Isak, who's done fantastically well. Arsenal are eighth in the league for big chances converted and for shot no first sorry for shot conversion we are eighth and when you're in a Premier League that is full of top top teams that are creating lots of chances and that have got big strikers eighth for shot conversion it's not really really bad because of how many good players that there are and you got to also think that there are teams that are not creating as many but they're taking the chances that they get 12th for big chances created is a problem for a team like Arsenal because Arsenal should dominate the ball for the majority of games that they play. And because they dominate the ball for the majority of games they play, there should be an expectation that we create a lot more chances, but we're not doing that. So that is why that when we're talking about shot, uh, shot efficiency and shot conversion being a problem, if you look at the context of the Premier League, it's not actually that damaging. It's not actually that concerning because of how much quality there is in terms of centre forwards and forwards in general in all of the teams in the top half of the Premier League of the t uh, in the top half of the Premier League but from a perspective of shot creation and big chances create uh, creating actions Arsenal should be way higher than 12 because of the amount we dominate games because of the attacking players that we've got in the team because of the creativity that we've got in the team because the way we've invested in another attacking midfielder to replace Granit Xhaka. You know, we should be higher up that shot, big chance created table because of the type of team that we are. So, yes, sure, we can be a bit concerned that we're not taking as the chances that we do create. But I'm sorry, it is a much, much greater concern that a team like Arsenal, with the philosophy that we have, the style of play that we have, and the amount that we dominate games, that we are 12th for big chances created. So I hope that makes sense because um, that's why it should be far more of a concern to you about the frequency of big chances than it is the amount of chances that we're actually taking. M says, so whose fault is it for a lack of shot creation and big chances created? I think there is something to be said about the way in which Kai Havertz has come into the team and the fact in which we are kind of still evolving in this new system under Arteta. Arteta has wanted to change things this season. You know, we started off with the season with uh, Thomas Partey playing right back, with Declan Rice coming into the side, Xhaka leaving. Uh, Thomas Partey's been out for quite a long period. We started the season without Jesus as well. Uh, we have then have other injuries like Martinelli and Trossard getting injured. Timber's gone. And we trained all pre-season with Timber in the team and Timber and what he was going to do. And we were adjusting to Timber's presence in the back four. And now he's gone. And all that preparation in pre-season with such an important player in the back four gone, you then got to change things again through when the season's already underway. And so I think that a lot of kind of the, the chaos of losing players, the chaos of the system having to change, because we needed to change. Because last season, we didn't get to where we wanted to be. We wanted to win the league. We wanted to, to be more dominant. We didn't win games by enough goals. And we had to evolve. People said that they wanted to stick with the same back four and stick with the same system that was doing so well and got us to where we got last season. And I get that view. But you've also got to consider that what we did last season didn't get us to where you wanted us to be. And so Arteta wants us to get to a position where we want to be, which is winning titles and dominating teams and winning games by bigger scorelines. And to do that, you have to change. To do that, you've got to evolve. 
And so because of that, we've tried to do that. But there's been a lot of chaos, a lot of upheaval, a lot of changes, and we're still learning. The good thing is, is whilst we're still learning and evolving, we're not losing. Yes, we've dropped a couple of points. Yes, we should have won those games in which we dropped a couple of points. But we're still learning and we're not losing. And that's really important that we're up there. We're competing. We've still got a good record. We're progressing in Europe. We're looking good. There's great signs. There's lots of positivity. And we know the reasons. It's not stumped us why we're not doing maybe more than we can. We know what the reasons are. The data tells us that. So we know where we're going wrong. We know what needs to change. And hopefully, well, I'm almost sure that they know that as well. And they'll be putting uh, strategy into place to try and help that. Hopefully, players return soon. and Hopefully, we get into a position where we're going to be a much more competitive team. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Oh, shoot, because we're going to be doing our press conference blog. Do hop over to football.london and follow the press conference live blog. We'll be hearing from Mikel Arteta from London Colney to hear what he's got to say about all the latest team news ahead of the game against Bournemouth tomorrow. We'll be travelling down to the south coast then as well. Um, but thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Really appreciate your time. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.